0: Are you stuck in the to-do list treadmill? Do you feel like no matter how hard you try to plan out your week, everything just gets jumbled up and you feel like no matter what, you always have this long list of to-dos that just keeps getting moved day to day? If you're struggling with time organization, I have just the special guest you're going to want to talk with and learn from today. We are gonna be talking with Megan Sumrall, who is a time management expert. She has been featured on the Today Show, as well as Real Simple Magazine. She has been a keynote speaker on women's leadership conferences. She knows what she's talking about. She is an efficiency expert, and I am so excited to have her as a guest today. So please take a listen because you are going to love this episode on time management. Whoa, slow down there, busy mama hey welcome to the mind your own motherhood podcast i'm dina stout i am on a mission to help overwhelmed stressed and overstimulated moms enjoy and thrive in their life as a mom no more feeling like you lost your identity or that you have to sacrifice everything about you to be a good mom hey i'm a homeschooling mama to six my hubby and farmer of 20 years and i we run three businesses including farming all while building our farmhouse from scratch chaos and stress or a beautiful mess well i'll let you decide but i am here and i will be sharing about healthy mindsets time management self-care homeschooling marriage tips and more welcome to my front porch get comfy or maybe grab that pile of clean laundry on your couch and get folding let's chat mom life Hello, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here to join me for another episode of Mind Your Motherhood. And today I have a treat for you. I am bringing on someone special to talk with us about time management, something that I know a lot of women struggle with, and we wonder if we're doing it right. And (laughs) I am super excited to welcome Megan Sumrall to my show. Welcome, Megan.
1: Hi, thank you so much. It is an honor to be here.
0: Now, Megan is a host of a top 20 podcast, Work Life Harmony, strongly suggest that you go check that out after this show. And she is on a mission, empowering women to ditch the overwhelm and master planning and productivity. So Megan, when I met you, um, it was through a business program and you were a special guest and I'll be totally honest with you when I first heard that a time management and productivity uh, guest was probably,
1: probably eye roll, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've been there. I know this, I know this. But my ears perked when I heard you say brain dump because that was something I was already doing. And then you said uh, realistic planning and flexibility. And I thought, okay, she's got something I want to hear. So why don't you share a little bit about what you do and how you help?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I think people hear time management expert and they're like, okay, first of all, either what, how does one label themselves as an expert? Right. And Mm -hmm. they probably think this is going to be a total snooze fest. Or someone that's going to tell me I need to block off three hours of my time. And there's going to be like, yeah, everything they're going to tell me, I've heard it before and it doesn't work for my life. Uh So let's just get that out there because I take a very different approach to this. Um, so my background was actually in the corporate IT space where I served for over 20 years, um, as what's called a software quality architect, which is just another way of saying I'm a huge nerd and I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. Um, but over the course of my career, really what it evolved into, I like to just say my, my job was ultimately to bring harmony out of chaos, In large software teams. Um, And part of this means that over the course of that 20 years, um, I attended and got pretty much any and every certification around um, optimization systems and processes, project management, uh waste elimination. So anyone listen not human waste. Um but anybody <laughs> listening out there if you are in that space and you have you have heard of lean six sigma or scrum or certified project manager. Um I have all of those. And so when I was going through that over the course of my career, I was really applying all these skills to go into companies that were kind of in chaos that, you know, back in those software startup days, right. Where we were, I mean, I did this too. I wouldn't leave the office for three whole days. Sometimes wow. you were sleeping on the couch, all of that. And to say, okay, let's take a step back. How can we get to your end goal, but do this in a sustainable, mm-hmm. <laughs> realistic way, um, that, that will still help you meet your end goals. So when my daughter was born, um, at that time, I, you know, I, I felt like I, I kind of thought I was a badass when it comes to managing and planning my time. And I looked around at, you know, people looked frantic and just think, oh, they just don't know how to do it. And then Mm -hmm. I became a mom and I
0: was like, (laughs) oh, oh."
1: (laughs) right. And reality kind of smacks you in the face. And I was now that frazzled looking woman at target at five Mm -hmm. o'clock on a Tuesday, just sure. Take the lollipop, like doing whatever I could just to survive. Um, And I had this very pivotal day when She was younger and I had her at the park. She was a toddler. And the woman who was pushing her kid on the swing next to me, just casually asked, what do you do for fun? Mm -hmm. And I sat there in the moment and realized I didn't have an answer. And I I remember kind of thinking like fun, like who has, we mean fun. Um, But I'm so glad she asked because it, it started me on the journey of where I am today, because I, I spent time really reflecting on like what had happened when when did I suddenly get to be a point in my life where pretty much my job was to check everything off on my list all day long. And like, if I didn't do that at the end of the day, then I had failed. Um, and I was doing this at the sacrifice of my health, my sanity, everything. And so I decided, I was like, thankfully I had the wake up call of Megan, you do this for a living. Like you go in and help organizations that are in this state, Mm-hmm. Why don't you apply all of this to yourself? Take yourself on as a, as a client. Love so that. I threw out my beloved Franklin Covey planner of 22 years, um, and everything that I had been doing to plan and manage my time. And I started with clean slate, applying all of the principles that I had been trained on for years
0: mm-hmm. and
1: developed a new way to kind of manage everything. And, Friends and family started noticing. And a couple of people were like, Have you lost weight? You know, you go into <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm I'm happy, like I'm rested, I'm fulfilled. Uh awesome. so I, I was giving a talk once at a local working mom's group and it wasn't even about time management, but people started asking, they're like, Wait, you're you're running your own business and you're still worried, Like, how are you juggling all this? Mm-hmm. So they asked if I would teach them. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me sit on this. Cause I need to make sure this is something I can unpack and put into a teachable framework. And I want to make sure it would work for them and not just for me. Yes. So I said, let's, let's give it a trial run. Um, they loved it. And I haven't looked back since I quit my corporate job and I am now on a mission to bring realistic time management principles to women all over the world. And that's what I've been doing now full-time for years. Oh, I love this.
0: I love your story because I think so many of us relate to that. Like we just live our lives by these to-do lists and we don't feel that we are satisfied or that we can rest that it's allowed to rest until all those boxes are checked and then we don't have time for ourselves. So that's a big point too, why I really resonated with you and why I really wanted to have you on here because so many of my listeners are feeling that same way. And so I would love for you to share some of our tips of like, so where does one start?
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, it's important. For us to understand, so many of the traditional kind of time management and productivity experts out there tend to teach two fundamental things that I find really don't work well for women, moms in particular. Um, So one of the strategies that we hear a lot is wake up every day, do a brain dump, like write down everything that needs to be done for the day. Then go identify your top three priorities and then go do those three things first. And don't look at anything else until those three things are done. Mm -hmm. So there are so many reasons why this just doesn't work in, in this type of lifestyle that works great in a corporate nine to five setting where you're sitting at your desk with just your work hat on, and you need to figure out your top three priorities today for the work, Mm -hmm. but What happens when you look at that list and maybe there are eight things on there that absolutely have to get done today or else there will be like a negative consequence. Or what if it's one of those days that's chock full of well checks and dentists and orthodontists and it's your turn to bring, you know, to come to the mommy day at preschool. And it's a day full of things that are just kind of that. Important, but not urgent. And you're like, well, they're all going to happen today. And then we start overthinking, well, what's the most important? Right. And so mm-hmm. for so many women, they get stuck in this feeling of anxiety around, I got to find the top three. And th- there are days where what I would consider the top three things in my life aren't getting touched in that day. Right. By design. Yes. And then yes. there are other days where maybe only one is, or another day where maybe seven things got done. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to let go. I don't know why we feel the need of, we have to have these top three and then march on and do like, that just so doesn't work with the realities of so much of our life. Mm -hmm. And then the other kind of fundamental thing is, and and the intent is good, but we just need to understand how to tweak it or tweak it, which is how everyone's teaching time blocking. Time blocking is not new. It's been around forever. I've used it for years And the principles of time blocking are to help the underlying intent is good, which is to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. And the idea is okay, look at your calendar and you're gonna block off, like usually it's groups of like two or three hours of time where you're gonna have dedicated focused time on either a specific task or a group of tasks that are related. So you can Mm -hmm. kind of get into the zone, right? Right. And and stay focused. And you're just going to be able to do that. And then you're going to take a break and then you're going to come back and you're going to do your next time block. Uh Uh-huh. I can't remember the last time I had three hours of like dedicated time where I knew there would be no interruptions or I wouldn't have to be jumping in and out of something. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So then we spend all our time just trying to go, well, is it me? What am I doing wrong? Or then we try and take the same idea of time blocking, but do it in 15 minute chunks. And that trying to plan for that, again, we get into overthinking and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I think if, if anyone listening feels like they can't quote plan because neither one of those strategies work for them, good news. You don't have to use either one of those strategies to actually create realistic plans for yourself. And so where I feel that the planning and productivity community is failing so many people at large today is they give strategies for work over in one silo. And then Mm -hmm. they give all these strategies to how to organize and run your home life in another silo. And they are failing to give you the foundations on how do you integrate the two together Yes. Because most of us are living that kind of life right now, right? So many of us are working from home or we're working part time jobs while we're raising our kids, or maybe we're building a business while we're doing that. And so we have to have planning systems that one accommodate all aspects of our life, including the emotional load that we carry.
0: Yes. And then
1: second, they've got to build in flexibility. Because we don't know if today's going to be the day we wake up and our kid is sick, or if the school is going to call it two o'clock, or we're going to get a snowstorm. And so we have to have systems that allow for integrating change into our plans each week. Yes. Oh, I agree a hundred percent because, you know,
0: as mom to six and then my husband who runs two businesses, it's always ever-changing every week looks different. And some of the planning systems in the past, you know, I would think, why can't we get in a routine? Why can't we have a schedule? Our lives aren't in a schedule situation, but I can plan. And I think that's where the difference is like scheduling can kind of feel like rigid. It has to happen all the time at this time. Whereas planning is kind of like these movable
1: blocks that you can
0: interchange where they go that week.
1: Yeah, and it, and I think it's really, me. I love that you brought up all three of those. Cause I think it's important to understand the difference between schedules, routines and plans. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. when I think about a schedule, that's usually where we think about specific things at specific times. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, and I have very few things scheduled in my life right now. Like <laughs> our call today, that was scheduled, right? We made yes. an appointment. We're going to get on the phone and do this, maybe right. a doctor's appointment, whatever, But again, a lot of planning systems teach that the key to success is having repeatable schedules that you follow week after week, right? So every Monday is going to be the day that, you know, you do this in your business or this at home. Every Tuesday you do this. And maybe that works for some people, but my life is so fluid. It does not lend itself to that type of scheduling. My Monday yes. this week looks nothing like Monday last week and already Monday next week looks totally different. Mm-hmm. So realizing you don't have to just have schedules. So then when we look at routines, which is where I believe that's where the secret sauce is, Okay, is you can create a series of activities that you typically always do in a row or together But a routine doesn't have to have the same schedule week after week, Mm -hmm. right? So I know that there are certain activities that specifically when I think about for my business as well, that it's far more efficient for me if I can sit down and just say, okay, I'm just going to do all seven of these things in one sitting. I will get it done much quicker Than Mm -hmm. if I do two one day or maybe two hours later, come back and do two more. So I've got that routine in place, but Mm -hmm. I give myself the flexibility each week to say when I'm going to do that routine. Or even in a given day, you may have like, we have kind of have a post dinner routine we do as a family. Well, dinner might be early one night. It might be later one night. I don't care about the scheduling, you know, the time aspect of it, Right. but I know that this is a routine that we're going to do at some point before we kind of go into hangout mode at the end of every day. Yeah. Um. And then the planning aspect of it is kind of marrying the two together a little bit where we start to say, okay, I've got these routines. I've got some commitments on my calendar already. Now I have all these other things that I want to figure out how the heck am I going to get those done as well? Mm -hmm. So now how do I create a plan where I can really start thinking about what's going to be most efficient with my time? And how can I build in room to move things around mm-hmm. as part of my actual plan so that I can accommodate change?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that because like I said, uh- My schedule and my day-to-day life can literally change at the drop of a hat all the time. Absolutely, My husband's work schedule can be very inconsistent. He tries to leave the house at the same time every day, but whether he comes home, sometimes it's noon and sometimes it's six o'clock. So it's always a game changer. But um, I would love to talk with you about how you said emotional well-being, mental well-being in planning. Why don't you share what that looks like for you? as to how, how you make time for those needs.
1: Yeah. So I, I have a love hate relationship with the whole self-care movement. Mm -hmm. Um, the intent is good, right? I mean, particularly for moms, we have got to, and we deserve to be able to answer the question. What do you do for fun? When someone asks you that at the park, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's happening is we are going, Oh, I need self-care. And when you start researching and, and Googling what self-care looks like, all you see is a bunch of women doing basic human hygiene and survival skills. Yes. taking a Shower. Drinking yes. Water eating nutritious food, sleeping like grocery shopping alone. <laughs> that's yeah. Peeing by yourself. Um, that first, we just need to, to get that where that's just a given in your life. That is not a reward for a job well done. Right. That's basic human needs and functioning. Amen. Now on <laughs> top of that we'd also deserve to have time for the things that are just for us.
0: Mm-hmm. And yes
1: it's selfish and guess what every single person should be selfish 100%. I know I show up as a business owner as a wife and as a mom 100 times better when Mm -hmm. I take thoughtful, selfish time for myself to do the things that I love after I've taken care of basic human survival skills and hygiene. All right. So we need to, to separate those two. Yes. So, um, I, I make sure that my plan for the week includes blocks of time for myself, for the things that I do that allow me to answer the question, what do I do for fun? And here's the key. I put that in on my calendar as an appointment at a scheduled time so that I can make sure that I am. So, you know, if I know like one of the things I'm doing right now, I recently started cello lessons. Um, I okay. always wanted to learn how to play the cello. So I have a Wonderful. weekly cello lesson and I get 30 minutes a day to go practice this this cello. I love it. It's lighting me up. I'm doing it solely for me. So when I'm mapping out my plan for the week, I'm already figuring out, okay, when each day, based on what I think's going on, am I going to have time to go Mm -hmm. slip away and practice my cello? And it goes on my calendar because if it doesn't, as requests start coming in and things like that are going to happen, guess what's always going to go to the bottom of the list? Oh yeah. Stuff for Ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I teach people how to do weekly planning, there's a reason why the third thing that goes into your calendar is the time for you for the things that fill you up. And it doesn't need to be a five day trip to a $10,000 spa in Sedona. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, it's just these small pockets of time every day for you. And when I was first getting started with this, cause some, someone were so far in the trenches were like, when the heck like, I can never have time to practice a cello. Right. Right. Um, talk to your partner about this. And so one of the things we put in place early on was I was like, Hey, every night after dinner, like I'm tapping out for about 25 uh-huh. minutes and I would just go to my room, grab a book, or maybe I'd set up just, I mean, it wasn't anything huge, but I wasn't on, right. It gave me 25 minutes to do what I felt like doing while he was managing household and all of that, and then I could regroup and I was ready to go for the rest of the night. And now the resentment was gone. The exhaustion was gone. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be something small, but it needs to be something that you don't explain to anybody else. Yes. Yes. Just for you. No one has to understand it. Yes. They don't have to, you know, no one gets why I'm playing the cello. I don't care. I love it. It's for me. Um, And everyone should have that no matter what stage of life you're in. Right.
0: Exactly. I actually did a podcast episode very at the start of my podcasting about, is it selfish or is it self-respect? Because I think a lot of times we just think like, oh, I'm not important. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're fussing around, making sure everybody else is clean fed and getting their proper sleep. What about yourself? So we, if we're not getting those things, put it on the calendar, make it, make it part of your daily routine.
1: Yeah. And I'll see people, um, who have, and I I love having like a a family calendar, right. And a lot of people have Mm -hmm. one in their kitchen and every person has their own color on it. Right. And you'll see, Uh usually it's, the the mom who's the one orchestrating it and labeling out what everybody's doing and i'll ask them i'll say well what's your color and usually they're like well what do you mean i'm like well i see your entire family represented on your calendar for the month with all their practices and activities and appointments and special days and trips and all of that where are you on here and so you need to be equally represented And your family needs to see that as well. Like you said, it's a, it's a form of self-respect. You deserve to be represented in a color on the calendar for the non-negotiables in your life, just as the rest of your family is as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. That's so good. Because really then if they don't even see you and your colors up there, then they're thinking, oh, look, mom's got all this free time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, what do you do all day? And it's, you know, the, the little way I teach the, what I call the family communication center, my whole, my whole schedule is not on there, but what's on there are the things that are, um, you know, maybe impacting the rest of the family or a reminder of I'm unavailable. Like my cello lesson goes up on there every week to remind the family, no, I'm gone. I'm at my cello lesson during this time I'm unavailable Or if it's a, you know, a a trip or something like that, where it's out of the norm, it goes up on there just as their kind of special activities and things that require me to facilitate them or a change go on there as well. And so we are all represented on the calendar to all see what's important to everybody. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm sure it saves a lot of like fighting and,
0: and Chaos because everybody can just check in. <laughs> like, what are you doing on this day, mom?
1: Just check the board. Just just don't yeah, I, exactly. I always tell people, I'm not a miracle worker. It's not going to stop your family from saying what are we doing today? They still ask me every single morning and every morning I'm like look at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> right over and there.
0: That's just right it. Like there. you just freed a mental space, like mental energy, because your answer, no matter what they ask, can always be the same. Just go check the board, yeah. and you don't have to keep it all in your head, floating around. What's going on this afternoon? Go look at the board. Yeah. Look at the board. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh goodness, I love this. Um, I wanted to know if you would share a little bit about you. You were the first one that I heard talk about it in a family sense instead of a business sense, but like planning your year. I think so many people would be like, what, how could I plan my year? I don't know. Could you just touch a little bit on that? Yeah.
1: So I believe, um, and I teach four levels of planning. So, and I'll kind of start from the bottom up to the more like in the weeds detailed. So the foundation of everything I teach is on weekly planning, not daily planning, but weekly planning, then monthly planning, then quarterly, and then annual. And so all of those for me and for most moms out there, I I really can't separate work from family completely because when I choose to plan large, and I'm speaking explicitly as an entrepreneur as someone who runs their own business, but I have to be combining the two together to work through summer breaks and Christmas holidays and all of that. Mm-hmm. So when we um, kind of starting from the annual planning, I guide people through a process. Now the the understanding is. Obviously, if we are planning for the next year, and I usually do my planning around October for the following years when I start my annual planning, I'm not talking about saying, okay, next year on December 3rd, this is, I mean, of course we, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, right? but what we can do is really take a step back and look at our life holistically. And one of the, one of my favorite exercises I guide people through is identifying what are your core values? Okay. Both for yourself and for your family. And I love it when families come together and decide like, what are our core values that we want to make sure we are honoring over this upcoming year? And they'll change from season to season or year to year. And then we look at that and look at first what are the realities of our year? Meaning what do we already know is happening? When does school start? When does school end? When are there breaks? When maybe do we have camps that we're going to or things like that? And we, we can take a look at that to understand what are we already committed to? And then we can start saying, okay, what do we want to a year from now look back at as a family mm-hmm. and with work or wherever else you're layering in and say at the end of this year, I'm going to be really excited if I can say that these things happened. And yes. so we're looking at stuff like projects around the house. Like maybe there's a room decorating thing. Maybe there's a vacation that we want to do. Um, you know, one of our core values that we've had for a couple of years is we eat dinner as a family every night. So, I mean, they uh-huh. they don't have to be big, huge things, but then those live central where everybody can see it. Mm -hmm. So that as things and requests are coming in all year long for your time, you can come back to this, what I call my annual one pager that we create and say, is this something we should say yes to? Is this going to help us stay in alignment with what we wanted for the year? Or is this going to detract? Or in some cases, is this something we hadn't even thought of? And it's even better. So now we want to replace it with this other thing because we're even more excited about that. And so my husband and I will sit down. Um, we do this every quarter. Um, he and I will sit down and sync up our calendars together for the whole family, making sure we know what is, when is what winter days off from school, when is spring break, when are early releases, um, where are there any, uh, trips he knows of for him or me for myself so that we aren't Those things aren't sneaking up on us at the Mm -hmm. last minute of like, oh my God, tomorrow's a teacher work day and I've got this thing planned and you've got that thing planned. And what are we going to do? But again, you've got to, it's got to integrate all those aspects of your life together. Yeah. Oh, I
0: love that because this was the first year I took that advice and I sat down and I looked and I loved it because I could see where, okay, this month is, we're already planning and preparing that we're not going to have as much time because there's a lot of different activities in that month. And like yep. you brought out about um, house projects and such, sometimes we think, cause we, we pay attention to the weather. So we think the weather's changing. Oh, I'm going to need to start working on this. But when you look at your yearly calendar, maybe it's going to have to get pushed back a month or moved up ahead. Yeah, yeah. It makes so much sense. Now, when, once you start utilizing that, and too, yeah. I mean, you don't want two big things in the same month. If you can avoid it, you know, oh, well we're exactly. going on vacation that month. But as soon as we get back, I got a real big work thing that starts. Like you want to try to, to space things out
1: that you can not overload. Yeah. Your calendar. And, I, and people sometimes are like, well, that sounds so restrictive. Cause I mean, I'll be honest. It's, you know, it's March right now. Mm-hmm. I pretty much have our summer mapped out. Okay. And some people would be like, oh my God, I hate that. I want to have room to be flexible. Yeah. Now, and there's a reason why my sign behind me says structure is freedom. When I say I have my summer planned out, what I mean is we know our vacation, like our family vacation dates. Okay. I know, um, you know, my work schedule shifts a lot in the summer because my daughter's off from school. And so I'm, you know, and we, she doesn't love camps, So I'm kind of her, her summer entertainment, (laughs) but I also have a massive business that I need to continue to run. Right. So because I look so far ahead and I already know, okay, we're going to do our family vacation here. I've got some, you know, small trips planned out on these weeks. And I have some weeks that I'm just leaving open for We're just going to be able, we're going to keep these weeks free to go where the wind takes us. So we can be spontaneous, but because I have that mapped out and then I'm able to layer on top of it. Okay. And here are the few key things that I will have to do either weekly or daily in terms of being a business owner. Right. Um, It allows me to take a step back. I work very few hours all summer, but it means that these next two and a half months, my business is being prepped for that. And so that's the freedom that all this planning gives me. It gives me that when we land on one of those weeks over summer break where it's the what do we feel like doing this week? I'm not feeling like I'm in the middle of a game, a tug of war with everything going on in my life because I've planned basic, I've planned to enjoy nothingness. Right. <laughs> but you can't, um, it, but it does require that upfront thoughtful work. But when you put that work up front, then when it's time for you to truly enjoy that freedom, the spontaneity, you can, and you don't feel guilty doing it because you've put the foundation in place for it. Oh, I love that because I think about, um, you
0: know, if you, you have a break in your schedule, if you're not, planning and implementing the tools that you talk about, then when you come to like this open this open, unplanned time, then you like turn around and you see this long to-do list or We're this long idea, right? <laughs> that you're like, I can do all of this or one of these. And then I know I've heard you talk about this, like you then see this and go, well, I don't know which one to pick. I don't know what to-. so and we freeze. How, yeah. Yeah. I love how like having plan white space.
1: Plan mm-hmm.
0: quiet time, and then you, when you get there, you can be like, "This is my quiet space. This is my white space. Relax."
1: <laughs> we even just did that last weekend. Um, We kind of looked ahead and saw like there's gonna be crummy weather Sunday, but a nice day Saturday, and we're like, "Hey, let's intentionally like get all of our like household have to stuff Saturday because Sunday's gonna be yucky." And uh-huh. we just ended up in our sweats with the fireplace on and rotated between playing games, watched a movie, nice. and. It, And didn't feel a lick of guilt for Mm -hmm. it because we just said, no, we're just, we're planning to do whatever we feel like doing. Nice, Um, Yeah. And so it made the, we just got to get these things done on Saturday. Not so bad. Right. Because we knew that then it was so that we could just do whatever we felt like doing the next day.
0: Right. Right. Oh, I love that. And I know you've also mentioned, I want to say that you talked about the importance of the view that you choose with your calendar that you prefer using paper
1: over digital. I do, but other people digital is a hundred percent fine. So but like a a full week's view is better than a daily view. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, and this is why I don't teach daily planning. Daily planning will keep you in a perpetual state of firefighting just in time living where you're just thinking about, okay, I just got to get through today And, and you, it's, it's an exhaustive way of living. So whether you use a digital calendar or a paper planner, both work 100% fine. I don't, I am not, and I can say this and I even sell a paper planner and I'll be the first to tell you, you don't have to use my paper planner to use my time management system and have success with it.
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: the one thing you absolutely have to have is, However, you are looking at your plan, whether it's on a Google calendar or a paper planner, it needs to be a weekly view and the weekly view needs to be a layout where every day is a column and it actually has times next to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are more than one planner out there that provide that. I actually have an entire planner review series on my YouTube channel where when people say, I want you to review a certain planner. I break it down and and I have recommended many on there that are not the one I sell saying, yeah, I think this is a great planner and it it would work fine for you. Um, But the reason why we need to have that is I see so many people love the idea of, and I'm drawn to it as well, the planners that are almost like a scrapbook or a life organizer, right? Um, Uh And there are some even labeled that. And if you see that, it's probably a sign it's not gonna be actually a good planner. A planner should serve one purpose for you. It should be telling you what you, what you planned on doing and when you planned on doing it. That's it like that. Mm -hmm. That's it. It shouldn't be where you go to journal every day and keep up with your exercise log and, Mm -hmm. and record favorite moments, like do all those things, but not in your planner, because if your planner is doing what it should do and you're doing all those other things as well, it's going to be like a nine inch thick (laughs) (laughs) binder. Um, so it needs to have the times it needs to be on a column view because when you have that and you can start blocking off, okay, here's when I have these appointments. Here's when I think I'm going to sit down and do that, you know, specific routine this day. And here's when I'm going to do it that day. What it ultimately shows you is it's the same as logging in and checking on the balance in your bank account, mm-hmm. right? When you look at your bank account, it tells you here's how much money is left in it. When you're looking at your weekly view after you've done your weekly planning, it is telling you here's how much time you have left Mm -hmm. to work with. And so when we approach our planner from that aspect, it's not to confine us or to restrict us, it's to keep us on budget with our time, with what we intentionally said we wanted to do with it. Mm
0: -hmm. So when I
1: see, oh, this is when I've, I've got time today to go practice my cello. But something else pops up through email, right? Oh, I could do that. Well, now I get to have the conversation to say, is that more important? Because if I, if I don't go do my cello now, I may not have the time for it later today. Right. And that's that's not how I want to spend that 30 minutes of my time. I'd really rather spend it over here. Right. But if you've just got a blank square for each day and you're just writing lists of stuff in there, you can't see how long will it take. Is it realistic? Is this something that you can actually get done, or how to structure and create routines with it to optimize your time?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. So good. Oh, goodness. I love this. I I could talk about planning like all day long. (laughs) Obviously, I can too. (laughs) Yes, you get to do it for a living. Love that. Um, So, I think we talked about um, all the questions that I had and the things that I wanted to cover. And so I want to say thank you so much for being so here welcome. and being my guest today. And
1: where would you like, uh, my listeners to connect with you? So probably where I am most active is on Instagram. You can find me at Megan Sumrall. Um, and then I've got a great free training, um, that is available anytime. So if anyone is interested in kind of getting, um, I kind of share some of my top three secrets for managing your time. Um, you can just go to theworklifeharmony.com and sign up. And then I've got just a free video training that I can send right over to you as well. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much,
0: Megan, and you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. You did it. You just took time out for yourself. I'm so proud of you. Hey, you want to stay connected with other moms just like you who enjoy listening to this podcast? Head on over to Facebook and join my group, Mind Your Motherhood. Or if you're looking to have a more personal experience, why not book a free call with me to see how I can help support you with one-on-one coaching. I am so grateful that you're here today and that you took the time to listen to this. I would be even more grateful if you would share it out or leave a review. What better way than to help a friend out, right? Until next week, I'm cheering for you. Now go hug your kids and have a great day in your mom life.